Yes, but there's an advertisement in the paper here that on inquiry might bear fruit. Yes, it would give them a ring anyway. Grosvenor 5995 is the number. Assignments unlimited. Yes, who knows? They may possibly live up to their title. Here's the address. It's in town. 33 Half Moon Street. Aubrey Mason at your service. At Assignments Unlimited, we do anything, anywhere, at any time. 33 Half Moon Street. Since Maud, my wife, passed on some ten years ago, I rather allowed the family discipline to slip. I suppose I should have married again, but, uh, well, the flesh pots of Europe claimed me in my initial sorrow, and somehow they've never lost their grip. However, it's not on my behalf that I've come to see you. It's my daughter, Valerie. May I ask how old she is, Sir Roger? Valerie? Nineteen. And it isn't parental pride talking when I tell you that she's quite beautiful. Intelligent, too. But she's had no proper family life. Boarding school from the age of ten, finishing school in Switzerland, and now kicking her heels with a Chelsea set. Has she tried getting a job? No, it's not easy for a girl like Valerie. She's never had to work and hasn't trained for anything in particular. Marriage is the answer, of course, provided there's money. Well, at the moment, her interest centers on the modern beat mania and the long-haired layabout of Soho. Oh, can't say that I'm surprised. My fault, really. But I feel that if I let her have a head, she, she might get it out of her system and eventually settle down to a pattern of normal behavior and find the right kind of husband. Yes, but uh, where do we come in, Sir Roger? Well, I, um, I wanted to try an experiment, Mason. Let her have a head, yes, but with a chaperone. Not a boy from her own class. She's a bit wild, and in London society, gossip ferments in the grapevine via the cocktail party. You know, give a dog a bad name. <laughs> Or rather, in modern-day parlance, I suppose I should say, give a cat a bad name. <laughs> Most apposite, Sir Roger. Yes. Well, what do you suggest, Miss? That I supply the young lady with an escort and we wait and see what happens. Valerie might not take to the idea with pleasure. The man will need his wits about him. I regret to say that I know all too much about London nightlife, and many of those who frequent the dent of iniquity that pass themselves off as big clubs are very tough customers. Well, not to their clientele, surely. I wouldn't put it past Valerie to drop a quiet hint that our chaperone was not welcome. Do I make myself clear? Yes, yes. Well, I think I'd, I have just the man for you, Sir Roger. When would you like him to start? Well, no time like the present. I'll send the girl around this afternoon, if that's all right with you. Good. I'll introduce her personally to her escort. All right, thank you. We'll give it a try for a week and see what happens. Oh, I'll, um, I'll pay whatever fee you require, but well, I can't be responsible for any, um, any unpleasantness that might happen. I'll see that's written into the contract, Sir Roger. Right. You can reach me during the day at my office. You have my card. I'll tell Valerie to be here at four o'clock. Good morning, Mr. Mason. Thank you. Leave everything to us, Sir Roger. My man will look after your daughter well. You need have no fear on that score. Four o'clock, then. Bye. Goodbye, Sir Roger. Yes, sir? Uh, Miss Fairweather, get hold of Cannon. I've got a job for him. An interesting job, Mr. Mason. For Cannon, decidedly interesting. Tell him to be here at four o'clock. Yes, sir. 
Better tell him to take his evening suit out of mothballs, too. He's going to a party. Lucky him. I wonder. You'd better advise Cannon to pick up a large bottle of aspirin. This party's going on for a week. From what I gather, there are no holes barred. I remember Valerie Lansbury because, for the first time in my life, she made me regret the passing of my youth. She produced in me a, a decided remarshalling of my red corpuscles. If Sir Roger resembled a canvas of Dorian Gray, his daughter was a portrait by Wagner inspired. Her long legs were encased in scarlet tights and delicately balanced on tiny feet, gold-charred in sandals. Perfect features were poised on top of her remaining anatomy, all of which was of copybook proportions. She tossed back her thick raven hair and flashed me a friendly smile. I recovered my breath and motioned her to a seat. Then uh, Cannon opened the door. Four o'clock, Chief. Oh, uh, yes, uh, well, well, come in, Cannon. Uh, you okay, Chief? Yes, well, of course I'm all right. You got a sort of uh, moony look. You sure you're okay? Will you stop passing remarks about my parents? I want you to meet someone, um, well, a young lady, Miss Valerie Lansbury. Hi. Hello. Is that all you can say, hi? Well, what am I supposed to say? Is this gentleman my escort, Mr. Mason? Yes. The best we could do at short notice, I'm afraid. Hey, now, just I a minute. I hope you approve, Miss Lansbury. Oh, I do approve. I approve very much. Well, that's, uh... That's great. This is one week's assignment I shall attack with zeal and ability. Uh, only one week? We must apply for an extension. If we could finalize the arrangements. Say, uh, you got a pad in town? Sorry, daddy keeps me on the hook. Oh, that's offbeat. And there's limbo time on the boardwalk. Oh, I'm in tune. Look, uh, do you mind if I get a word in edgeways? I may be a little old-fashioned, but I haven't the faintest idea what all that jargon's about. Uh, the chief is square. <laughs> I'm sure Miss Lansbury doesn't question my integrity. Very square. <laughs> Are you making me an object of ridicule, Cannon? Oh, chief, how can you say a thing like that? Very well, then. Let's get down to business. Yeah, the, uh, the sooner the better. Sir Roger Lansbury, Valerie's father, is engaged you as an escort for her for a period of one week. You'll go with her to any place she names... Accompany her anywhere as the wind takes her. You'll never leave her side. It'll be a pleasure, Chief. You will conduct yourself with decorum, Cannon, and protect her from any unsavory elements in the places of, well, enjoyment that she may frequent. He means we have a ball together for one week. Oh, boy. Oh, and don't keep saying, oh, boy. You're kidding, of course. No, Cannon, he's not kidding. That arranged it all. Brother, you must have a great old man. Sir Roger Lansbury has been most explicit. Valerie must be home at midnight every night and never late. Now, is that understood? Cannon, hmm? is that understood? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, understood. Well, then, I think that's all. You know, I love you. Already? Uh, no, not you, doll. The chief. This is the first assignment he's ever given me that I really want to get my teeth into. <laughs> How is the drive, Gannon? Oh, there's some car you got there. What's the time? Uh, close on 11. Hey, sir, I gotta get you back by midnight. Well, just look in here for a moment. Ever been in here before? No, looks pretty classy. The stones are here tonight. We might just catch them. Come on, this way. Not a very good table, but it's always packed when they're here. Oh, that's great. Enjoying yourself? Can a duck swim? Order some more champagne. 
Uh, tell me something. Do we beat it up every night like this? That's the general idea. Daddy says I'll get it all out of my system if I give it a full go. Well, maybe he's got something there. After a whole week of this, I'll be crawling home on my hands and knees. <laughs> uh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, bring a bottle of champagne, two glasses. Daddy said that uh, you're a very tough gentleman. You did, huh? Are you? Well, could be. I've, uh, I've got a confession to make, Cannon. No, oh, he's the hang on. Uh, thank you. Uh, here. Keep the change. Talk at a bunch of widows in these joints, aren't they? <laughs> well, say when. Wow, to the brim. Well, uh, here's mud in your eye. I, uh, I said I have a confession to make. So? I had arranged to go to Johnny's cellar tonight. I purposely avoided it. Well, aren't you interested? Well, I go where you go. That's the assignment. I didn't know that my escort would be so nice. Well, that's the best news I've heard this year, and uh, I'm not exactly complaining. Do you find me attractive? Well, you're... Um, you're beautiful. I keep pinching myself to make sure I'm not dreaming. Oh, Cannon. Hey, look at that time. we better get moving. Deadline is midnight, remember? Oh, just a few more minutes. The car will get us there in time. Look, if we're late, my dream will come to an abrupt end, and I wouldn't like that. You haven't heard my confession. About Johnny's cellar? I wasn't happy with Daddy's arrangement. I, I didn't want an escort. I arranged for one of Johnny's strong-arm men to... Work me to... over? I'm sorry. Well, Johnny's muscle man might have been sorry, too. I, uh, I don't work over easy. I'm glad... Am I forgiven? Sure, he just paid me a compliment. I like it. Are you... Are you really afraid of nothing? Not unless it's getting you home late. I don't want to spoil it either. I'm ready, darling. And I'm willing and able. Ten minutes to midnight. Oh, we'll make it easily. Patton closes up at exactly midnight. Only another three miles. Well, at this rate, that means three minutes. Or less. Oh, no. What's wrong? Oh, Cannon. I've run out of petrol. <laughs> That's the oldest trick in the world, but it's usually worked by the guy. Okay, I'm at your mercy. I will offer no resistance. Cannon. I really have run out of petrol. You sure? Quite sure. What a lousy break. Uh, say, how far are we from the house? About three miles. Two if we cut across country. Uh, five minutes to midnight. We can't make it. Well, how about your old man, Sir Roger? You can explain to him, can't you? Oh, no. No, I can't. But you can bring him over here in the morning. He'll see for himself it was an accident. Oh. Anyway, you'll only be half an hour or so late. Uh, look, how about if I... Oh, look, you don't understand. Oh, Pat needs the butler. He locks the house at exactly midnight. Daddy doesn't allow me a key. If I'm late, I have to knock up Pat and he never fails to report to Daddy. So, in the morning, you report to your old man what happened. Daddy's not at home. Well, looks like we're in a fix. You don't know, Daddy. He likes the high life, but he's got a will of iron. He was quite definite that I had to be home by midnight, and he won't take any excuses. Oh, 
time at just when everything was going so well. Hey, come on. Don't let it get you. We can work something out. Um, look, couldn't you uh, sneak in without this uh, patent guy knowing? I wish I could. But then he'd know you didn't come home on time. No, he wouldn't. If I could sneak in without him knowing and get up to my room, I, I could say in the morning that I got home early and went, went to my room with a headache. Oh, oh but it's hopeless. Patent locks and bolts the whole house. Well, let's get walking. Before we give up hope, I'd like to look at that house of yours. Cameron, you think you might break in without anyone knowing? Well, I've had experience. Uh, in the line of duty, of course. But what will you do after you've let me in? Walk over to Potter's Bar and catch the milk train into town. You really think you can do it? Honey, you're looking at the only honest housebreaker in England. <laughs> But the modern teenager lends itself to a cross-country walk. Indeed, the uniform for doing the shake must perforce resemble a tracksuit. And so it was that Karen and Valerie approached the rear of the house from across the fields. The house was a large, rambling affair, silent as a tomb and wrapped in Stygian darkness. Silent as a shadow, with Valerie quiet as a cat beside him, Karen went to work on a small side window leading into the kitchen. In two minutes, it swung open and Valerie was lifted inside. A gentle kiss in gratitude and farewell, and Cannon was once more crossing the fields to the road. <laughs> and that ogre Patton don't even know how she got in. Well, I guess I'd make a pretty good cat burglar at that. Oh, there's the car. Well, I'd just better make sure she left nothing in it. Ah, oh, that silly thing. She left the keys in the car. Now what will I do? Well, I'd better take them out and bring them around here first thing. But... Now then, which way do the keys turn? No, that switch is on. Hey... This car's half full of gas. Now, why do you suppose she said she'd run out of gas? Maybe... Well, maybe a fault in the engine. Starts like a burn. I just don't get it. We could have made the house easy by midnight. I wonder what got into that cat. <laughs> Yeah. Who is it? Cannon. Oh, sorry, I'm in a call box. I had to put the shilling in. Uh, Valerie, what's the time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock? What are you doing up at this hour? I thought I'd get the car before Patton started asking questions. It worked like a dream. He said he knocked on my door and got no answer. But I told him I'd taken a sleeping pill. We fooled him completely. Meaning we can work the trick again? Mm -mm, I don't think we should push our luck to you. Midnight's the next time and no mistakes. But I've got a wonderful idea. Daddy's going down to our house in Cornwall for a week and I can go with him. Cornwall? We've a house right on the coast. You can come as chaperone. Mm, sounds great. Oh, there's one thing. I hope you won't take offense. Daddy's a bit of a snob and he won't have you as a house guest. He looks upon you as an employee. Which I am. So you'll have to stay in the hotel at the village. 
Cannon, please say you'll come. Sure, I'll come. Stay where you are. I'll drive over to your flat and give you all the details. Say, uh, uh, how did you get the car back to the house? Oh, I walked over to the village and, and got a bottle of petrol. Just enough to start her and get me to the filling station. And then I filled up and telephoned you. Was empty, huh? Dry the bow. I'll be more careful in future. Hello. Are you still there? Yeah. Is something wrong, Cameron? Uh, no, no, no. Don't you want me to come over to your flat? Uh, sure I want you to come over to my flat. I, uh, I want very much for you to come over here. I, uh, I don't want to let you out of my sight. <laughs> Wonderful day. Drive down, lunch in Red Roof. And now this. I didn't know you could handle a boat, Cannon. There are a lot of things you don't know about me. I know all I want to. I... I think I'm... I'm falling in love with you, Cannon. You know, well, uh, that's not the way Daddy planned it, you know. I know. If I married out of my social circle, he'd disown me. He'd settle a fair-sized sum of money on me, but he'd never want to see me. Then maybe I'd better go back to London tomorrow. No. Oh, no, please. I hardly ever see my father. My, my mother died when I was ten, you see, and he, and he took it badly. I've always been alone, and I know Daddy doesn't really care for me at all. Not the way a father usually cares for his daughter. So that's, uh, that's pretty tough. Cannon, if it did work out that we fell in love with each other... Um, look, uh, Just pretending. I mean, we could go somewhere together, couldn't we? I mean, I'd have enough money for both of us and we could start a new life in another country. Australia, perhaps. Look, let's not talk about it now. It's, it's getting late and this time we have to make sure there'll be a tomorrow. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Oh, Cannon. Hey, it's 11 and I have to pilot this boat back to harbor. Hi, <laughs> Skipper. I'll start the outboard motor. Okay, and I'll bring you into the swell. Cannon. Oh, Cannon, I can't get it to start. Hang on, I'll come over there and join you. Okay, let me have a try. What's the matter with it? Bring that light closer to me. Uh-huh. Water. What? Seawater in the carburetor. Oh, can you clean it? Well, not a chance. There's water in the gasoline. This baby won't run tonight. We'll have to scull the boat back to the harbor. Oh, how long will that take? Best part of an hour and a half. What's the time now? Uh, after 11. Oh, can oh, I? I know, I know. The deadline's midnight. Did Patton come down to Cornwall? Yes. Houses locked, the old man still carousing in Red Roof. Looks like history's repeated itself. That butler's going to start thinking you've gotten addicted to sleeping pills. You mean you're going to break in for me again? That's right. I'm going to break in for you again.
You uh, having trouble, Miss Lansbury? Oh. Uh, don't wear down the battery, baby. I pulled the lead out of the rotor box. Hammond, Wh- why did you come here? Maybe I wondered why you kept a car in the village when there's space for six in the house on the bay. I mean, then again, what does a guy do at two o'clock in the morning on a lonely Cornish village? You, you knew I was coming here. I guessed it. I broke into that house for you at half after midnight, and I figured that if you left the way you got in, you'd be here an hour after that. I reckon it took a little longer to find what you were looking for. Then you know. I checked on your car last night at Potter's Bar. It was half full of gas. Oh, no. That outboard drove us out into the bay, so there wasn't any water in the tank when we left. We were the only two people on board, and I didn't slip a tin of seawater in the gasoline tank. I can explain. You can. Last night at Potter's Bar, I figured you wanted to test a way that you could get into the house any time you wanted, so that we could stay out half the night despite what your father said. But when I as good as asked you, you said that we shouldn't push our luck. Now, that had me worried, but I still believed you. On the boat, you had me fooled all along the line until the outboard was sabotaged. I meant what I said on the boat. Oh, please believe me. You played me for a sucker. No, I didn't. I meant it, Cannon. I do love you. Nuts. You were just about to ditch me and drive off to London. That's not true. I I didn't take longer to find what I was looking for. I'm half an hour late because I stopped over at the hotel and left a note with a night porter to be delivered to you at six o'clock with your morning tea. And what did you write on the note? So long, sucker? Please believe me. You can read the note yourself. It tells you to catch the 6.45 to London and meet me at your flat. And you thought I'd do just that. Would you, Cannon? I guess I might have. Oh, darling. Now, hold on, hold on. You forget I was an unwilling party to your little scheme. You lied to me all along the line. Not when I said I love you. And where's that phony Sir Roger Lansbury? In London. Were you going to ditch him? He would have received his share of the loot. And where's that? In his bag. From last night's? In the glove box of the car. The glove box of the car. All right. Now, give me the bag. Thanks. What will you do, Cannon? All that gripe about your old man and how he didn't need you. How he disowned you, but leave you a nice fat legacy that we could both live on. Another country to start all over. But you didn't say how you'd get the money, did you? You wouldn't have known, Cannon. We we could have been out of the country in 24 hours. You'd never have known. It's not too late. No one will ever know. What do you take me for, a cheap crook? I'll give it all back. Don't worry, baby. I will. Oh, please, Cannon. Please, give me another chance. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you a chance. There. The lead's back in your rotor box. At six o'clock exactly, I'll walk into the local cop shop and tell them the whole story. That gives you three and a half hours start. I'm sorry, Kenneth. Please try and forgive me. I didn't mean to fall in love with you. So long, baby. It was too good to be true anyway. I'm just sorry you had to pick on me. Well, of course, there never was a Sir Roger Lansbury. And Valerie wasn't his daughter. They were a team of confidence tricksters. And they worked out a clever scheme to enlist the aid of a strong young man unwittingly to help them in a series of burglaries. It worked, too. Cannon made an excellent cat burglar when he didn't know the real purpose of his nocturnal excursions. In fact, who knows? If it hadn't been for the petrol in that car on the first night, Cannon might now have been dunking his offspring in the warm waters of Bondi Beach, while I would be minus my top operator. 
So now you know why the file was marked Cannon and the Cagey Cat.